0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the main event. I'm Daniel and Aaron. How are you doing tonight, Aaron? You all right? I'm doing really well. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. Um, we've just thought we'd get on for a podcast tonight to go through some of the new fantasy football rules that have came out. Some exciting uh, just run... Super exciting. Um, a little bit of sarcasm there, but uh, yeah, we've got a. To... We've just got so long to wait for it. But uh, yeah, we just thought that we'd go through what some of the rules are, maybe a little, a little bit of strategy, and then go into some chip strategy as well. Uh, do you still have any chips left?
1: Yes, I've got the Limitless chip.
0: Yeah, me too. Got the exact same <laughs> chip. So um, obviously we'll get into the rules so that we can then go on to the chip strategy because it'll make a lot more sense. Do you want to go through the rules? so yeah the game week is continuing as if it was
1: normal so make substitutions as uh the team will stay as it is you can change a captain as you would have been able to had the uh, second legs continued you'll be able to make them substitutions especially if you had liverpool players in Uh, get them out because yeah you'll need yeah. Unless you Fulmino, Unless had
0: and then yeah. you might want to keep him. Wijnaldum. Did, did Wijnaldum score as well? I think God, The game was so long ago. I know, <laughs> it was ages ago. <laughs> I'm sure Wijnaldum... I can't remember. Was it and What was even the score? Firmino two? I don't Firmino know Firmino scored. scored. I thought, yeah, Wijnaldum scored... genie scored ahead, I think. And then Firmino in extra scored time. a good goal. Yeah. But it was just so long ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and my players did badly. So I don't care. I'm trying to forget about it.
1: Yep. So you've got until kickoff uh, on the 7th of August to make your substitutions, change your captains if you want, and get ready for them second legs. Obviously, the risk is there might be some injuries. Uh, you don't know starting 11s, who they might have been uh, compared to the beginning of March when the games were meant to be played. And so you've got until then to, to make them changes. And then following from that uh, after the games on the 8th of August, you have unlimited transfers. So you can totally redo your team, which is nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, it's, it's thrown everything into a, a bit of flux really. So they're the, major, they're the major changes. You have a standard continuation of a game week we then move into unlimited transfers Uh, and then you have um, five transfers for the semi-finals and a further five transfers for the final and I imagine most people will have one if not two wild cards I imagine so if you have got two wild cards it's really simple to use one wild card for the semi-final and one for the final but um, we'll try and go and do otherwise if you've only got one. Like, we've only got one. Um, but my first thing is, with regards to the games on the 7th and 8th, I'm holding off on my substitutions until I've seen the team news for yeah. that first game. Um, exactly, or, exactly
1: the same, yeah. because you, I don't know how people are going to be playing... I don't know starting
0: elevens leading up to that. There's still a couple of games left in the leagues. Raheem Sterling, who I've got in my team, you know, obviously I hope he doesn't just for his own health, not just my fantasy team, but could break a leg. And I, if I've made my substitution by then, that's not great. I've already got an idea of who's coming out, so I know the four players that I'm going to take out and the four players I'm going to put in. I know that when I take those four players out, I'm going to lose four, a massive four points. Um, which I'm hoping, <laughs> hoping the four players I put in can just get back. It Shouldn't be too much of a problem. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really interesting, just because, like, we took out Lewandowski because he was injured, and now he's got the opportunity to play against that Chelsea back four. So, it's some people that may have forgotten about the game, or maybe. Mr. Deadline might benefit from something like that. Um, he'll be coming straight back into my team once they beat Chelsea again. So I am pretty confident we'll beat Chelsea again.
1: Yeah, and uh, the, obviously the with the less teams that are left in the competition, the more players you can have from each team. Uh, with the quarterfinals, you're out five players from a certain team. So if you're banking on a team all the way to the final to put all five in, you run a massive risk of doing that. Yeah, if you're, if you are, say, for example, if I'm totally convinced that Bayern Munich are going to make it to the final, I'll do five all five players, Bayern Munich, and then in the semi finals, when it goes up to six, you add another Bayern Munich player, and then in the final, you add two more Bayern Munich players because you've got. Yeah in the semi-finals you're allowed six players from one team and in the final you need eight because you need to fill your your team. Yeah. Um, um... You've got to plan. If you don't have the wild card, you've got to plan your transfers correctly to make sure that you have as many people playing as possible because the whole strategy of being able to change your captain, if the captain doesn't do well on the first day, it might not work de- later in the later rounds, depending on when the semi-finals and finals are played. Well, the final, yeah. you won't be able to do it. you only got one match. But if the semi-finals are all packed into one night, you, you won't be
0: able to change. make a captain change. Yeah, we need to see how the game weeks um pan out. I think before the... um before the games on the 7th and 8th, we'll do, we'll do a more in-depth review of the games that we've got left and the route to the final because we're, we technically have the permutations for the route to the final. So we'll have a little look through and really try and delve deep in who do we think's going to go the distance. Are there any better teams? not. Obviously, we know Bayern Munich will play most likely a Real Madrid or Man City in the semi-finals. Most likely. Not guaranteed, obviously. But in um, who to get in then. I think um, for, your, for your chip strategy, do you have an idea of, of how you're going to proceed?
1: Yeah, so I, I want the matches where there'll be potentially the highest scoring where there's still some weak teams. Um, However, I don't know if the Limitless wild card, because it's technically like a free hit if you played Fantasy Premier League where it's just a one-week punt. I don't know if that will reverse all of the unlimited transfers that you get to make between the round of 16 and the quarterfinals. If it does do that, I'll use my limitless wild card in the semi-final, uh, where there's still some weaker teams, and it's going to be less cagey. I feel like the semi-finals, or if you look over the years, have produced more goals in the games, um, rather than the. Fi- obviously, the finals are very hard to play. F- Free flow and attacking football because you don't want to lose a goal at the back,
0: yeah, I and think... so
1: I am um, dependent on that if it if it doesn't cancel out my transfers, I'll use my limitless wild card in the next round and just put all the big hitters um but I can understand people leaving it to the final and just putting all the big hitters that are potentially in that team um. Yeah, putting all the big hitters that are in that team, in well, in the two teams that are in the final, just putting them in your starting eleven. Yeah, and but it depends on how much the players are. For example, on one side of the draw, you've got a team that have never won the Champions League, and so barring Paris Saint Germain, there's not a lot of expensive players on that side of the draw. Yeah, so leaving your limitless for then i think depends on paris getting through if they don't get through it would well we'd just got to kind of uh, wing it really but for me i'm going to be playing it in this either the semi finals or the next round dependent on if it cancels out my
0: free transfers yeah i'm looking at it in a sense of how well do I do? There's two ways of looking at it. How well are you going to do in the quarterfinals? So, how many players do you have playing in the semi-finals, spread across the board? Um, and also, those the team's chances of getting into the final because you're only allowed five subs. And also, where are you in your mini leagues? Or where are you? Are you trying to consolidate? Are you in a If you're in a position of weakness, I think the best time to use it objectively is the semi-final. And if you're in a position of strength, the best time is the final. And the reason for that is, if you use your unlimited wild card in the final, you get to pick the best seven or eight people of each team in the final, where you're massively increasing your odds of someone hitting, whether that be defenders or attackers so you can there's less um there's there's left there's less differentials in the final
1: mm-hmm.
0: because every every single person playing the game has to pick from the same fifty players and of those fifty players only twenty two of them are going to start. And you pretty much know who the goalkeepers are like by this point unless is an injury like realistically you know which teams are going to be playing in the final even someone like Pep if Man City got to a final you do know that he's going to be playing Edison in goal Mendy at left back Walker at right back Laporte centre back with another who no one's going to pick you know he's going to play De Bruyne, you know he's going to play Sterling, you know he's going to play Mares, and he has to play just because Aguero's injured. Like, I don't and like he's probably going to play David Silver in the middle as well. So you can pick even a team like like that, who's going to play? I think the hardest team it probably predicts would be Paris Saint-Germain. Mm-hmm. Um because they've got a massive squad. They've not played as many games. I don't think anyone's injured. And they like to change things anyway, so maybe they'd be more difficult to predict. But other than that, I think it's pretty obvious who's playing for each team. So if you're in a position of weakness and you need to, you need to catch some people up. You need to be getting your points in the semi-finals where there's differentials to be had, where there's still more choice for everyone. If you're looking, if you're in a position of strength going to that semi-final. Stick with what you've got and consolidate in the final. That would be my advice. Um, for me, obviously, it, you're absolutely right. We have to see what happens with it, the rules in terms of does it cancel your free transfers. I don't think it would. Yeah, I hope um, it wouldn't. Do you mean when you say cancel the transfers, do you mean are you hoping you get five transfers, get the user and then get another five transfers?
1: No. So what happened in the Fantasy Premier League, was that after the lockdown, when football was coming back, the it gave you unlimited transfers as well. But a lot of people used that week to free hit. And what people didn't realize is that basically what they did was they used the unlimited transfers for the rest of the league, and then they did a free hit team after. But what they didn't realize was that the free hit team wiped out their previous transfers.
0: And so it went
1: back to who it was before the lockdown was your team. So basically, if you use that chip,
0: it reverts back to what it was. So you're thinking about using it in the quarterfinals then? Potentially, because there's weaker teams. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I hadn't even thought of that. And so it just depends, because there is
1: weaker teams, especially on the lower half of the draw with Atletico... And Paris uh, Saint Germain still playing, um, but at Atlanta, you'd you'd kind of want as many attackers in your team as possible without worrying about the price, and that's kind of where the limitless wild card comes in, is where you can pick a team and not have to worry about a budget. Yeah, so, I think it
0: would override. I've got a feeling that it would override, well.
1: mm-hmm. and that that's. So I'll probably end up using, the issue with me using it that way is that I would have to form a team in the quarterfinals, use my limitless in the semifinals, but then I'm just going to revert back to my quarterfinal team and I've somehow got to make five transfers to a team that is going to try and play in the final, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think a way of working it, I'm doing this off the top of my head here, so if I get the maths wrong, is if you could use it in the semis, but your team then reverts back to what it was in the quarters, doesn't it? Yes. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm.
1: So if you, end up, if you end up splitting your team um, from like you've got a bit of everyone's team, then you're going to be left in the final having players that are not going to get there. And you're going to to just have to move them to the bench and hope that you can find some more players. I think you'd be able to do it, but whether you can do it in five transfers and still get a good team, it's it's very hard. And obviously we're just reading the rules right now. Uh when it gets closer to the time, I think we'll be able to look more into it. Yeah. And be able to see people's form and see their team sheets. I think it's gonna be a numbers be, game. Yeah, we'd actually I think it's be, gonna be able to draft it for you.
0: I think it's I think it's gonna be completely a numbers game in terms of once those quarterfinals are done, you've used your the free transfers that the game's given you to get into the semis. How many players do you have? Can you can you feel the team? And then, also, to be fair, I think what you may need to do, or oh, like as a player, is look at. Obviously, we'll ignore the second leg, semi, the second leg of this round of sixteen because that'll be done by then. Once that's done, treat it like it's a betting accumulator in terms of which team do you think is going to go through and try and just evenly split your team that way. If you try and get two players from this team, two players from that team, get, and get players from every team, you will eventually lose because even though you've got definite coverage, you've you're still betting against yourself. There needs to come a point where you back yourself and if you win, you win, and if you lose, you lose. Um, I think that'd be the best way forward. And from there it's a case of right, did my betting win or did it lose? Because ultimately you don't need you don't need every player playing in the final. It'd be best if you can. If you can save that, if you can gamble correctly. So, that you've got enough players playing in the semis, and you've got five transfers still, so you can top up. And especially if that's going to be over two game weeks, which I think it is like, not two game weeks, but two game nights, so you can make substitutions in between. Then you want as many players as possible, irrespective of form. Anyone can do anything on the night. For the final, realistically, yeah, if it can use a wild card and get coverage so that, for example, let's say it was a Bayern Munich versus PSG final. That's a possibility, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could then say, right, well, I want Neymar, Bappe, Lewandowski, Nabri. Not all of them are going to score unless it's like the best final ever. It's obviously you just prefer coverage for the one that does score. But if it doesn't work out that way, and you've, I imagine people will be investing heavily in Bayern Munich players and PSG players anyway. But if you only had three players from each team, that's still not the end of the world because they're all good enough to return. So I think for me, it's all going to be dependent on my coverage going into the semi-final and then potentially final. Because you don't want to be left weak anywhere. And I think it just depends on were my gambles for those quarterfinal games good or bad. If like I say, if you bet on everything, you're guaranteed to not do well. If you bet and you lose, you can use your wild card. If you bet and you win, then you can save your wild card for the final. So I think that's what I'll be doing.
1: Yeah, and I think what another thing that you could that to consider is the fact that our wooden personally try and get like budget players anymore like you don't want to try and get like a 4.5 PSG midfielder who you might or might not play because them five transfers to try and get him out of your team to get someone who's going to be left in the competition is going to be harder to do and yeah Another thing as well, that the longer people are in the competition, the more people are going to be buying them players, which means their price will rise. So Lewandowski, for example, his price dropped because of the injury. But if you don't choose to get him in for the quarterfinal and they go through, Lewandowski will keep getting bought, keep getting bought, and his price will keep going up and up and up. And you don't want to get to the final without a wild card or a limitless and be like, I don't have Lewandowski in my team because I couldn't afford him. And yeah. that's, I think, it's, kind of, it's hard because there's no second legs. In a normal Champions League, this would work out great, where you could have multiple games to use the home and away that advantage. But because it's straight knockout, I think a lot of players like can just pull out like can just do something on their day. Yeah. And that's it's really hard to try and predict. And so we're gonna try and help you out as much as we can on this podcast, but we're just as new to this situation as the players (laughs) as the players are going through the competition.
0: I think I'll be looking at players who have a history of playing and winning in knockout competitions. And that sounds obvious because you do that anyway, but You look at like two legs, it does have an effect. Whereas, I just think for something like this, where it's only one leg, it's about pressure more than anything else. Lewandowski's played under pressure for Dortmund going through and obviously previously were Bayern, even though he never won it, he's obviously been to a final. I just want to pick players that have... The more experience, the better for me, I think uh i think in terms of l- budgets i think it's all right still to get a a budget if it's um if it's someone like lema who's out of position so if yeah. he's a 4 point pathetic um, mid uh, defender like how would he 4.3 4.4 4.5 is something like that in tm but he plays in midfield 4.2. He's four, oh, exactly. So he's 4.2, he plays in midfield, so he gets um, recovery points and potential clean sheet points. So things like that I'll still be more than interested in, especially with that half of the group. I think for the other half, it's a lot more difficult because the power teams are in that half. Yeah. Man City, Real Madrid in Munich the other side isn't as tough except for the big hitter of PSG but they haven't played yeah um,
1: something I find interesting was that something that we didn't cover in the last podcast was that the reaction in Spain to the draw Atletico Madrid are already planning on the final like that was like really? the news not the team but the newspapers yeah. that cover the team and the fans they're like this is our chance to get back to another final they see that like they see their route just as easy as paris saint-germain and i thought that was quite interesting not that i don't think that they'll overcome paris saint-germain in a one-off game although they're very capable of it i think it's very interesting in the fact that they face Leipzig next, who Thomas Muller, I ain't oh, Thomas Muller, my goodness. Timo Werner? Yeah. Werner doesn't want to play for them. And a very defensive team playing a team that doesn't have their main striker. Atletico Madrid defence might be a good uh, way to go. And a lot of them are budget, like Lodi, who we love on yep. this podcast.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's so cheap. He'll be going straight in. Um if he's not on already. Um yeah, I, well I said I think last week that I thought Athletic Madrid would win that after Leipzig's disastrous restart and no team Werner. So yeah, I can I can see that happening. But before before obviously the games kick off, we'll I think we'll have a a podcast dedicated to going into everything properly. I think when the season finishes. So that we know about injuries more than anything else.
1: Yeah, and um, Paris Saint Germain get a few more friendlies under their belt, and Leon do as well. Then yeah, we'll actually Man- be able to get predicted players, come up with a few draft teams, yeah. people who we consider as must haves. I think when it gets closer to the time, we'll be able to do that. As for now in this podcast, we're obviously just going over the rules making sure that we all understand them and discuss the yeah, strategy. Yeah, sure
0: making sure no one makes the substitutions now, just in case anyone gets injured. Yeah, you've um, still got a few weeks. To, don't just rush to get your substitutions. Treat this as any other game week. Make those substitutions. Have in mind what your substitutions are so that you know what they are, so that's not a great panic at the end. And 20 minutes before the deadline or as soon as the team news comes in, I think the team news comes in an hour before the game, yeah, make your substitutions then and obviously you'd have to still guess for the 8th but to be fair it's a different gaming, so you can make more subs from then can't you? You'd be able to
1: yeah so the game so, on the 8th yeah, so... you'd be able to, like don't substitute people in who are playing on the 8th and leave someone who plays on the 7th on your bench yes, make sure that if that person is playing on that first day That they are the first to be considered to be subbed in your team. And for the players that you're subbing out, it's people who blanked, like a Mo Salah, like, or Haaland. Haaland only got one point.
0: Yeah, I'll be, I know that I'm getting rid of Atlanta's goalkeeper because he got zero points anyway for Chesney. Trent's coming out because he got two points. And I've got a defender at Wacken, I can't remember who, or Pavard. For Bayern. And then I've got Sterling to put in for Haaland because Haaland got one point. And I've got Ronaldo to put in for Mbappe because he got one point.
1: I think the risk yeah. as well is that uh, the in the Champions League, they're also following the other leagues around Europe in which you're allowed five substitutions. Yeah. And so... You have more of a chance of your players getting on. But also, the thing that worries me about Bayern Munich against Chelsea is that they'll use it as a run-out for a lot of players and that they can rest some players further for the quarter-final. So I don't think, for people who do still have Lewandowski, I don't think he'll play the full 90 minutes because they'll want him ready for the quarterfinal against yeah. the other, comp- other favourites of the competition. And so it's, it's that risk. Technically, I'm, I'm just trying to play mind games so I can improve my rank. So don't put Lewandowski <laughs> in. <laughs> no, but basically, like, with your teams, just bear in mind there could be rotation but this game is lenient in the fact that if you get it wrong, you can correct it the next day. And yeah. so don't beat yourself up if you get it wrong. It's just a game. <laughs> We're all having fun. We're happy that Champions <laughs> League football's back.
0: One hundred percent. So I if you
1: if you captain Marez and forget to take him out, don't beat yourself up if he doesn't play. Like you you've just fallen victim to the pep roulette. Like Yeah. But, As we all have. But this game is very lenient and it'll let you, the deadline is kickoff. So just if you're on it, there's nothing to worry about. If you're able to get the lineup before uh, the deadline, you'll be fine because you'll be able to substitute people appropriately. So that's my, my thoughts yeah. on it. And that people we will, will be, be changing arrested. our
0: captain anyway. We will not no. be changing our captain. No. we uh, both Captain dilicic, didn't we <laughs> yes we did that, those four goals seemed so long ago
1: <laughs> I don't like I remember looking at our podcast episodes like our catalogue and uh, our most listened to episode is the round of 16 preview and that seems so long ago especially <laughs> because we're still in
0: the round of 16 crazy absolutely crazy and then we're but, just going to um,
1: fly through it for the rest of the tournament and so it's
0: yeah yeah It's going to be crazy. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to speaking about football every night. It's going to be quality. Yeah, guys, we are going to have a lot of podcasts coming out in August because we're going to try and get pre-games, post-games, tactics, changes, all this sort of stuff. We're going to be talking. um, We'll be getting Cameron and Nathan back on for some of uh, their opinions post-game to see what they made of the game, some of the players, you know, how their game weeks have gone. It'll probably just be me and Aaron, I think, for the um, for any of the analytical stuff pre-game. But yeah, really, really excited for it. I think we'll just leave that one there, Aaron. It's getting late now and you've got a baby to attend to. I do
1: indeed. Or maybe
0: a, maybe a wife to attend to. One <laughs> of the two. But um, yeah, everyone, it's been lovely. We can't wait to speak to you all again, especially with the run-up to the Champions League. We're going to try and get loads more podcasts out in August and we can't wait. So yeah, best of luck to everyone. And uh, good night, Aaron. I'll speak to you later. Yeah,
1: we'll see you later, Dan. Hello, everyone. It's Aaron again. Just wanted to share a fact that was sent in by a member of our community that we wanted to share with you all. His name is Jonathan. Uh, so thank you, Jonathan, for sending this in. After the FA Cup semi-finals this week, he uh, asked us a question. Dan and I and the question was out of all of the FA Cup semi-finalist teams Man U Man City Arsenal and Chelsea which manager was the odd one out and he came up with this question and we struggled with it but he uh, told us in the end that it was Pep Guardiola because he is the only manager who did not play for the team he manages. So Arteta played for Arsenal, Solskjaer played for Man U, and Frank Lampard played for Chelsea, but Pep did not play for Man City. Thank you for that fact, Jonathan. And if anyone else has any other facts or cool trivia that they want to send in, please let us know. We love talking about football, not just Champions League. Uh, The fact that we do a Champions League podcast just helps us to talk more about other teams and not just the premier league teams we just love football in any thought any form please send them in we'll look forward to hearing from you all have a good one